Hello, world. If you can hear this, that means you're tuned into JSY Podcast. And here I am, just simply Yvonne, coming to chat with you, and you never know what about. This podcast was created for everyday people living everyday lives. The goal? To change perspectives one conversation at a time, with you in mind, of course. I will say this. I talk loud and laugh even louder because laughter is good for the soul. Grab something for hydration, adjust your volume setting, zone in, and let's journey through life. I guarantee I won't keep you long. And whether it's me by myself or if I have a special guest, I promise you there are sprinkles of wisdom here just for you. I welcome every perspective. I actually appreciate them. I look forward to engaging with you. And thanks for stopping in. Hey now, hey, hey, I cannot believe that we are in October. Time awaits for no one. Like, literally, we're winding up the last quarter in 2021. I cannot believe we're here. I'm so excited. That means if you're listening to this, you have made it to October 2021. Um, Welcome in. Welcome in. Welcome in. Thanks so much for listening. And without further ado, like every single month, let's talk about national something. So I will say real quick, I hope that you're well. I hope that you feel well. I hope that you are well. I hope that you are giving well, whether that's your time, your energy, your space, your money, your love. I just hope that you're well. And I felt the need to say that. So back to the subject at hand, which is October is National What Month? ADHD Awareness Month. And I have to say that slow and intentional because otherwise I get tongue twisted. So ADHD, bear with me, adult, no, what, what? Adult, I know better. Attention Deficit Hyperactive Disorder, if I'm not mistaken. Adult C. (laughs) Ooh, I'm not in the medical nor the psychology, psychiatry field. I get those two mixed up. I know the difference, but in general speaking, I'm like, wait a minute. What am I saying? Um, Anywho, um, National ADHD Awareness Month. And what was so interesting for me with this was I was reading articles that more and more women in their 30s are struggling with this, and it's undiagnosed. It was more so like they were saying that they were unable to complete tasks at home, and people were saying they were lazy. Um, I just read so many articles that it was like, oh, wow. And then people are like, no, you should talk to your doctor. You should see if you can get in with someone. You should see because some kind of way it was saying that women past 30 
were getting into this wave of ADHD and it was going undiagnosed as a teen in early 20s, but it was like more so resurfacing in the 30s, which very interesting. If you have time, look it up. But I said that to say October is um, awareness of that, whether it be a child, whether it be an adult, whether it be woman, man, boy, girl, whoever. It's just more so bringing awareness to that um, disorder and probably the stigma that goes along with it, along with some of the ways that you can identify it, along with things you could do to help, whether that's yourself or people that you know that are struggling, that are battling with that. So it's just more so highlighting the fact that it is a thing. So um, I I do think I've had bouts with it. I don't know. It's very interesting. When I was reading the articles and I was reading people's responses, I remember being in college after 20 and the doctor was telling me he thought I had it. And then the other doctor was like, I don't know that she's scatterbrained. I know that she has to work a full-time job and she's a single parent and she's in school. So He's like, the average person doing those three things would be scatterbrained. So he recommended like the lowest dose possible of a medication. And I was like, I don't take any medicine, so I'm going to pass on that. But the fact that neither one of them, one said definitively yes, and the other one was like, I'm not, I'm not so sure. Just, I just wonder about that. So I don't know. It was just a interesting month of an awareness I was like interesting so if you have some things that you're wondering definitely talk to different people get more than one opinion also um, and just kind of see for yourself or if someone you know um, if there's something that can help them and then um, of course of course October is breast cancer awareness month we all know that you wear the pink you support the women who are fighting who have fought who have won you honor the ones who fought and did not win but they still put up a fight um as a massage therapist as a woman as a black woman where breast cancer is rampant and it's more aggressive in black women I tell anybody in that shower, in the bed. Well, I don't know where else you would be, but lift that arm up and just check and see. Just check and see what you feel. And as far as like underneath the arm, because your lymphatic system drains underneath your arm. And it has been a lot of debate about whether or not bras actually keep the lymphatic system from draining properly because it holds you know like underneath the arm and it it can allow toxins to sit there and then supposedly toxins are what create the tumors that are cancerous so it is a lot of talk a lot of research being done about um wearing bras for the length of time what type of bras um just different things that could contribute to breast cancer so um with october being here check and I don't mean you have to do no long elaborate thing just check 
And I will say my doctors get tired of me because as a massage therapist, I can feel any knot. And I'm like, oh, that's a knot. And they're like, that's a knot. At 31, I believe, 31 or 32, I had my first mammogram because I felt a knot. And I was like, you do feel this. Like, I could pick it up. I could grab it. I'm like, you feel this. And they were like, I don't. And I'm laying on the table. I'm like, this is my annual. Let me tell you. And she was just like, I don't feel it. I'm like, you do. And I kept trying to show her. She was like, no, that's just tissue. That is not tissue. I kept trying to show her. And she just was not getting it. And she was like, well, I can send you to have it imaged. <laughs> They all were like, you're super young, but I mean, if you think it, we'll take the images and we'll do. And of course, they were like, it's absolutely nothing. And I'm like, I don't know how a knot would get there. But I said all that to say, it's your body. It's your health. It's your future. If you feel something, say something. Let somebody else get a second opinion. And if you don't feel like they're taking your your words serious get a third opinion get however many opinions you need because at the end of the day your family would be affected if something happened to you not theirs somebody would be affected that you know and there would be like oh no you know they would be affected and not necessarily the practitioner or the provider or whoever so if you feel something check first actually check and see if you feel something and then if you feel something get a second opinion or more in my case. <laughs> okay, and then of course I have three honorable mentions because what would be a good month with a list of things if you couldn't highlight more than two? I'll try not to be long on them. Emotional wellness. I said um, at the beginning, I hope you are well. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're um, giving energy, receiving energy. Like I hope you're well. Mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially. I hope you're well. Um, with the focus being national emotional wellness, check in. This is your reminder. Psst. Psst. Check yourself. Check in with yourself. I promise you it matters. I promise you it's going to help you in the long run. Check in. And not a, you good? Okay, I'm good. No, check in. How are you feeling? How are you truly feeling? Frustrated, excited, angry, happy, overwhelmed, elated. Whatever words you can think of that are emotions, tap in to yourself and see what's going on. So many times we just coast through life. We just coast through situations. We coast through a lot. And this is your reminder Check in. See how you really truly are doing. It matters. It adds up and it will not go unnoticed. Later on, you'll say, you know, I went three or four years and didn't even, I couldn't tell you what happened in those three or four years. When people say that, I'm like, really? And they're just like, yeah, I was in a blur or I was just going through the motions or whatever it was. And they're just like, they had checked out. Life is so precious. Check in. See how you are. See how you're feeling. Okay, next one. October is National Family History Month. Get to know who you related to. Who your people? Who your people? Do you know all of them? Now, I'm not saying go down and find your 16th cousin twice removed. I'm not saying all that. But check in on your family and the history. 
Um, my mom and my great aunt were very much. Oh, so my great aunt was my mom is make sure I use the correct terms here. Um, very much connected to the family and they want to know who we're related to and how. And so ancestry.com as well as just talking to people and, Oh yeah, so-and-so is related to so-and-so. Yes. So-and-so married them first, but then they married so-and-so second. And then that's how you related to. And three, four generations back, they can tell you the names and the lineage very much important. I mean, everybody's thing is not that. It doesn't have to be your thing. But check your family history. You would be amazed at some of the stuff. Or, I mean, it could even be like, who was the first doctor in our family? Or what was the occupations of the people in our family? Or whatever history it is you want to know. Because you'll be amazed at some of the conversations you can have with family members that you're like, I never knew that. Every family reunion, I find something out that I didn't know. And I'm like, really? When was y'all going to tell people? And they're like, if you were older, you would already really remember that. Or... If you were here that one time when so-and-so came, they would have told you. And I'm like, really? I mean, you just take the time to get to know your family history. Last but not least, October is I'm Just Me Because month. When I saw this one, I laughed. I smiled. I'm like, yay, so cute. Um, I can't remember who created this. But it started from, I'm pretty sure, a teenager, and they decided to um, make it into like a, a nonprofit organization where they're just trying to help other people celebrate who they are and what they bring to the table. I'm just me because. I'm just me because. Fill in the blank. Fill in the blank. I'm just me because... It's a beautiful thing. You being you is a beautiful thing. Each one of us were created on purpose, for a purpose, with purpose. You being you is beautiful. Now, those are all the honor, the three honorable mentions, two actual ones that I wanted to highlight. But I just had to say those five were things I didn't necessarily know were happening in October. And for the whole month, I'm just me because the whole month is 31 days in October. I'm just me. You can say that 31 times this month. Love yourself. It starts with self-love, and then it goes from there. Okay. So, drum roll. We are to the topic of... I'm grown now. And this topic for me came up recently when I realized that I literally don't have many friends. And the reason why I'm saying this, it was like a, not a full revelation, but enough for me to sit down and really like think about it. I don't have that many friends. It was the weekend. I wasn't doing anything. The kids were, like, with me, but they were kind of doing their own thing. 
It wasn't like a heavy weekend where I was busy, in other words. I was just kind of hanging. And it was like, oh, this would have been the day, or this would have been the, the evening or the afternoon to pull up with somebody and be like, let's go to the movies or let's go hang at the mall, which I don't know if people hang at the mall anymore. But, you know, just go catch brunch or lunch and dinner, dinner. I don't know. Let's go do something. But then I'm like... I don't really have people that I can call. So this is awkward. And when I sat there and I sat with that, then I thought maintaining adult friendships is different than like child friendships or high school friendships or even college or work friendships because the main thing is you see them every day because y'all have that one thing in common, whether it's we work at the same place, so we see each other every day. We talk about the work people and the things that happen at work. Um, or if you're, of course, in high school, this high school drama and all that goes with that. Or if you're in college, the college experience. So if you don't have those things or if you're past that season, how do you maintain adult friendships after? This one really, I sat with this for a while because I had my child right out of high school, whereas all my friends went straight to college. So getting through that period was challenging for us, but I still have friends that I am friends with from elementary. So we did elementary, middle school, high school, and then right after high school, I went straight into motherhood. They went straight into college. It was rough for a period. But we still are friends to this day. We're not as close because we don't see each other as much. But we're still friends. And so um, when I think about how to navigate adult friendships, it can be challenging. Because not every set of friends go the same way. You could have the idea to be like an entrepreneur and they can have the idea to be a W-2 employee. And you're like, I'm telling you about all the things as a business owner, creative, however that works. And they're telling you about all the things that they have to deal with as a worker or as an employee. And it's like night and day. And so then some people can overlook that and say, we're not, when we hang out, we're not going to talk about work things. We're just going to talk about other things. But then you add in kids, marriage, or a significant other. You add in um, like financial responsibilities. Some people have pets that they're like their child just because they don't have children or however they choose to care for their pet. Like when you start adding in life and the older you get, you might have a parent that you have to take care of or a family member that you have to help. And then it's just that and then and then and then you're on church committees or, oh, you're in a sorority fraternity um, organization and you volunteer or, you know, the list goes on and on and on. So maintaining adult friendships on top of everyday life can be a challenge. And so many times I've seen it myself where people, we just grew apart, which you hear that a lot with relationships, but at the end of the day, friendships are relationships. They're just not, you don't, you're not as close or you're not as intimate or you're, it's just not the same as like a partnership, but there's still a type of relationship. And so when people say we grew apart, yeah, it's possible. But at the same time, just like a relationship with like a spouse or a significant other takes work, friendships take work. And I think 
many times it's like, well, we've always been friends or we've always had this in common or this is how we normally do things. And then that becomes the norm. And then as a person evolves, things change. So what used to work, staying out to one, two, three o'clock in the morning at 35 is not going to work anymore. <laughs> my significant other is not going to be okay with me coming in at 2 a.m. when the club closes. Like, <laughs> that's not it, you know? Or I'm a parent, and so I had to pay somebody or take my kids to somebody so I could have the night out. Okay, that night ends around 10, 30, 11. And people are like, oh, I don't have kids, so we stand out until the sun comes up or whatever. And it's just like um, navigating friendships, adult friendships, can be more of a challenge than people think. And I think sometimes that's how they disintegrate. It's just, oh, well, they're never able to come out or they're never, they're never able to travel to seven cities in a, in a year or what they're trying to be into is not something I'm into. Life is different per person. And as you grow or as you get older, things shift. And as they shift, can the, the friendship survive it? So... Tonight, today, in this episode, I just want to talk about ways to maintain your adult friendship. I'm grown now, or we're grown now, but it requires you to be present. Like, if you decide to keep a friendship going, or as you decide to navigate a friendship, you have to be present. So if you realize they're about to have a child... And all that comes with that, then it's, it's, it requires you to check in and say, okay, so if you're having a child, this is all that comes with, like literally having a child changes your life and it doesn't just change like your body for the moment. It just doesn't just change your sleeping habits for the first two years or whatever. It doesn't just change. It literally changes every facet of your life. So if you're not the person having the kid, checking in, being present, understanding this person's life is about to change, even with marriage. So many people are like, I want to be the bridesmaid, the matron, the the um, the maid. I want to be in the wedding. And that's that's my girl. That's my bro. We've been riding, you know. And then all of a sudden, it's, I can't be out or I can't text back all the time or I can't be on the phone for four or five hours because life has changed. So in that change, being an, a good adult friend you have to be present and see where are we in this moment? What is happening in this moment, in this season? Because that's another thing. You go through seasons of life, and each person could be different. What one season is for one could be different for the other. So I need to be present to see what's going on. In my circumstance, I might have a really, really stressful job, and I'm not able to hang out as much. And if I see it affects my friendship, I might need to have the conversation. My job is taking me through some changes, but my plan is to just work here three years, get the experience, five years, get the experience, and then I'm moving on to something else. My friendship is at the back of the most important thing for me right now. But it's not that I don't love you. It's not that I don't care. It's not that I don't want to be friends, but this is just where I'm at. And then it takes the other person being able to see that and say, okay, well, we used to do monthly brunches and now we're not able to do that it's not her or him saying they don't want to talk to me or be around me it's more so it's a lot on their plate with work so they're just trying to stay afloat 
through this season that they're in, they've never been like this before. They probably won't be like this after. It's just understanding what season and where you are. I mean, we're grown now, but yeah, friendships don't pay bills. So just, you know, just saying. Um, Another thing is flaking. As you get older, as life happens, as you maneuver, flaking has been, it has happened, has happened, is happening, will happen. Where people say, we're going to the movies, we're going to see this when it first comes out, cool. And then the day of, or the night before, or as soon as, and it's like, hey, something came up, I'm not going to be able to make it. The other person's like, dang, they flaked out on me, depending on who it is. Me, I have gotten so comfortable now, I can go to the movies by myself. I can go out to eat by myself. I did a cruise by myself. Like, you know, (laughs) that's what I'm saying. I feel like "Mm," the friendship part for me, mm, (laughs) I'm working on it, though. I'm working on it. But um, in the flaking part, I had to think of I'm like, what? In the flaking part... You just want to make sure as a friend, we grown now, but stop flaking. If you know that you're not going to make it, if you really don't want to go, suggest something else. Suggest a different day, a different time. Just be honest and say, yeah, I'm not feeling this. I got too much going on right now. I know we normally do movies. I normally know we normally catch the first season of whatever the show is. I know we normally... Whatever the, you know, whatever the ritual is or however the friendship goes, we normally take a trip in the first week of the summer every year to New York or whatever. And it's just like, this is not really a good time or this is happening. Just be upfront and say, versus flaking at the last minute, it it requires or it, it makes people shift. And then it also makes them wonder, like... Was it me or did they really not be able to go or are they not really able to? You know, it just creates extra when it could just be simple. And it's just, hey, I'm not really feeling that or no, I don't really want to do that. And then suggest something else. So we grown now, but let's stop flaking. And it's a thing. It really is. OK, so another one is make time regularly to hang out and As you grow and as you go through things and as you navigate your life, the other person is going through things. They're growing. They're navigating their life. And I'm not saying you have to, oh, every single Saturday we're going to wake up at 7, we're going to call and check in, talk on the phone for two hours. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying if they're your really good friend and you haven't seen them in a year, you might want to make some time to regularly check in and like hang out with that person, be in their space, really get a chance to see how they are. Because, I mean, realistically, we're in a texting age where everybody can text. It's like, well, I don't really want to talk because I'm doing two, three, four things at the same time. So if you text and say, hey, and then I say, hey, and you say you're good. And I say, yes, technically on the surface, you've checked on me. But realistically, you didn't because anybody can say yes. Anybody can text yes and be like, yeah, just that just seems like you're checking in. And I just seem like I'm, you know, in reality, I could be breaking down. But you wouldn't know that because all you got was the yes. Well, I asked, were they good? And they said yes. Okay, but if they're really your truly good friend, you might want to be in person. They can say yes and you would see their face or their expression and be like, uh, what's that? 
that's not a really a yes. It's more so like you going through the motions and then you can really delve into that and be there with them in that moment or be able to talk to them through whatever it is versus texting is communication, but it's like loose communication. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, know that the friendship will change that part (laughs) the things you did and said and saw and you just what you did in high school is different than what you'll do in college and then it's different than when you're a working individual and you're navigating life and you work day shift they work night shift you work first shift they work second shift you are married and they have kids or they're single and traveling and you whatever the the dynamics are the friendship will change just because people evolve and as they evolve you want the friendship to evolve so what was okay in one season you have to check back and make sure that's still okay and most times it's not so calling at two o'clock in the morning because you leaving the club and you need a somebody to talk to while you're walking maybe maybe it'll work but then if they have a newborn at home two o'clock they're not answering the phone. They might be just going to sleep or they might be wrestling with their baby or what, you know, like you just have to check in and see that as you grow, or as time passes, as they grow, as time passes on their end, the friendship will change. I was going to say, mate, it will change just because life will make it change. When you were just going to high school every day, it was we saw each other from 8 to 3.45 in between classes, and then we hung out after school, but we didn't have any responsibility. So since you didn't have any responsibility, you could do whatever. Not whatever, but, you know, you could do more. But as you start picking up responsibility, I can't hang out for 12 hours. I'm just not going to be able to do it because I have responsibility. Another one is we grown now, but communicate mindfully so you're not gonna be able to make it and you're like I'm working on not flaking I'm gonna tell them I'm gonna tell them I'm not gonna be able to make this and why okay so you're communicating but you just want to be mindful of all that is in like texting like I said loose communication because you could just say anything hey something came up you communicate it and they got the message But it's not the same as a phone call saying, hey, I mean, you don't have to. It depends on how close a friend you are, but you don't have to tell people like, oh, this is what happened. I stubbed my big toe and then I had to go to the urgent care. And then, you know, like you don't have to go through all of that. But if you talk on the phone, you're more likely to give more information than if you just send a text. And it just seems more personal if you call versus text. But like I said, we're in this texting age. So you might be in a friendship where texting is fine. Cool. You just might want to give a little bit more information if it's the first time obviously it's different but if it's like every time something is supposed to happen and you're like oh something came up there i'm pretty sure the friendship is going to suffer i'm pretty sure the friendship is going to um be able to feel the weight of that because then it's like one person might really genuinely want to be a friend and the other person might just be there and it could be felt i'm sure um and then when you say things whatever it may be, hey, running late. You just want to be mindful that you communicate and you communicate with more than just like the first words that come to your mind. Because so many times, and this is for anybody, this is not even in friendship, this is in life. 
people are fighting battles that you don't even know of. So they could be your be- the very, very, very best friend you've ever had. And they could be silently going through something and never tell you. They could go through stuff and the whole, like, their family, their mother, their sister, their cousin, everybody that's around them could be like, I never knew that. Because they might hide it well. So if you say, I don't know, something, and you say it in a harsh tone or you come across as one way, you just never know. So one of the things to work on in a friendship is communicate mindfully just to make sure everybody's on the same page. But just also, you just never know what they're dealing with, vice versa. They don't know what you're dealing with, so they should communicate mindfully, and then you should communicate mindfully as well. But also, you what you put out comes back. So if you practice on communicating mindfully, hopefully they'll get it, and then they're able to communicate mindfully back with you. If not, be the change you want to see. I mean, you know, I'm going to start this and then hopefully it'll it'll saturate. Hopefully it'll get across, you know, and you can't work on someone else. You can only work on you. So it's like, Ugh, I don't like how that comes across. I don't like that. I don't like that. And it's like, well, instead of trying to change them, you can work on how you come across to make sure that like when you speak, it's in a way that's um, helpful and not hurtful, if that makes sense. Um, ooh, we grown now, but let's set and respect boundaries. Goes back to what I was saying. If you have kids and you're like, I put my kids down at eight o'clock, only text or talk on the phone from nine to 10 or whatever the case, eight to 10, because they, you know, small children and you're trying to get your house together after if you're the person that's being told that you just want to make sure you try to be um you want to be respectful of that as much as possible just because navigating parenting is it's a full-time job and then vice versa your friend could be getting married and they say well you know from 10 to 12 or 10 to 9 to 12 whatever it's me and his time together me and her time together we come in from work and then we kind of catch up with family like from 5 to 9 or 7 to 9 or whatever the case may be and then from 9 to 12 is our time to be together as a couple or as a family or whatever the case and so if you're a friend and you're hearing this you want to just make sure that you respect that I understand that boundaries change and people change and circumstances change but at the same time if someone for one takes the time to tell you and then for two if they try to explain like we're we're not talking on the phone after this time because we're trying to spend time or we're trying to make sure our marriage is good or make sure the kids have a stable schedule or whatever the case may be make sure I'm getting eight hours of sleep or whatever the 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 reason for the boundary if they're giving you that information let's try to be respectful of that because one of the episodes I talked about (laughs) one of the hardest things is to set the boundary and then once you set it then you have to have the courage and the stamina and the willpower to keep it but I mean a lot of people don't even set the boundary because they're like oh I know that when I said it people not gonna want to hear it or they're gonna push past it so one of the hardest things you could do is get up muster up enough courage and enough grit within yourself to say I'm gonna set this boundary because calling me at 5 30 in the morning is really getting me off to a wrong start to the day or you know texting me at 12 o'clock a.m. 
yes, I'm single, but if I'm entertaining or whatever, and people think, oh, you got somebody calling you at this time, you clearly are taken or interested in somebody else or whatever the case may be. You just never know the dynamics of different things. So you just want to be aware that if people set boundaries, you want to try to respect them, especially in a friendship setting as it changes through, you know, the lifespan. And... The last one, we grown now, but understand that friendships, matter of fact, all relationships require give and take. It'll be times that you give more than you take. It'll be times that I'm pretty sure you take more than you give, but hopefully it balances itself out. You don't want to be the friend that always gives every single, I'm giving a listening ear, I'm giving a ride, I'm giving money, I'm giving this, I'm giving time, I'm giving, what do you need me to give, 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 and then when you need something, you get nothing in return. You want to make sure that as much as you give, that you're able to get in return. Not that it has to be a 50-50, because over a lifespan of a friendship, it could change. And one season, you're the, you're really up high, you have everything, you're in abundance, and then five years down on the road, you could be in lack. And then you could need that friend to say, hey, I need a ride because my car is down. Or, oh, I need to borrow this until this comes. Or, you know, whatever the, the list can go. I need you to babysit because I don't have money because da 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 da, da. Or I need you to help me because now I'm going through a divorce and it's all that I have to navigate. You know, you just never know where the friendship will go. But you just want to make sure as a good friend that you understand that it requires give and take. And if you're only okay with giving... You might want to evaluate that before you really, truly say, I want to be in a friendship, a relationship even. And then at the same time, if you're okay with just taking, it's not going to work out. Because givers will give, but even them, they come to a spot where they're like, this is too much. I've given so much that I don't have nothing for myself. I'm not getting anything in return. They come to a breaking point. So you just want to be aware that if you are in a friendship slash relationship however one of the ships of life as my grandmother says (laughs) that you understand that it comes with give and take it won't always be one way because things do change that you want to communicate mindfully paying attention to what season that you're in you want to be present in what is happening between you and them you want to check in You want to have time to hang out regularly just to be in each other's company. You want to work on flaking. That's a big one right there. And you want to set and respect boundaries. I really, truly hope that as you navigate your friendships, your relationships, because, I mean, the information can go both ways, that as you navigate them and you grown, you grown. So since you grown, we all grown around here. Okay, we grown, we got it. That you keep in mind that it's going through a wave. It's up and it's a down. It's up, it's a down. You're at this space, they're at this place. You're going, nobody is going in a straight line. We talked about that. Um, As you navigate life, you might go up a hill and around a corner and back down and underneath. And the other person might go underneath first and come out and then go straight across and then sideways zigzag. You know, like 
it, although you see where somebody is, you don't know how they got there. So in the not knowing how they got there, you just want to be mindful that each person's walk is different. And as you walk together through life, what one may struggle with, another might not. Another may succeed in that area, but then you may struggle with something else. So I just want to be mindful of all that goes with maintaining adult friendships slash relationships. It can be a challenge. It can be. And it's not going to be like, okay, I heard this one time and I'm good. Or I'm going to go down a checklist. Okay, I'm going I'm to listen. Okay, okay, I'm going to check in. Okay, okay, I'm going to stop flaking. Okay, I'm going to make sure to t- hang out regularly. Okay, I'm going to set and respect boundaries. It sounds good. And then life. <laughs> life will throw you all kinds of curveballs. And sometimes at the same time, and you have to just, you have to be able to navigate it in a good and positive, healthy way. I wish every single person success. And I mean success in your emotions, success in your mental space, success in your finances, success in your physical body, especially as we're still battling with COVID and all the effects of whether you're vaccinated, whether you're unvaccinated. I still wish you healthy bodies because right now health is the new wealth. Well, that's all for this episode, folks. I hope I didn't keep you too long, but were you at least able to zone out from the busyness of life? Did I make you chuckle even a little bit? Please feel free to subscribe so you get notified first, share with all your friends, and be on the lookout for the next episode. Thanks again for all your support and love. I truly could not do it without you. Until next time, just know I'm somewhere talking. (laughs) And as my mom says, when it's time to go, It's been real. A Texas farewell to you. Toodles, y'all.